just made the list. Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spavi here today. Yes. <laughs> we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. And this is Brandon and uh, uh, my, I can say for myself, I know Brandon agrees. My favorite time of the year. Favorite show of the year. Yes. 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 Tell, tell them yes. what we got, Brandon. We have the absolute worst films of 2022 and, our opinion, the best films of 2022. Oh, yeah. Felt good to say. It's going to be great. Um, but before we do that, we're going we're gonna to get into a little bit of what we watch. Um, so I'm trying to get to my list of movies I recently watched. Um, Let's see. Activity. There we are. I had to go to my letterbox. Brandon, can I start this off on what I watch? Go ahead. First thing that I want to say I watched recently. Uh, so I watched a movie this week called, it was on Tubi. If you don't know, Tubi's free. It is. And you get some stuff on Tubi. You do. You get some most interesting things on Tubi. There is a movie there's two of them that came out in 2022 this year. I was going to put them on my worst list, but I just, there's other stuff I hated more than these. Um, and it's called Stepmother. Stepmother and Stepmother 2. Both of these films have uh, stars Marcus Houston from, the Im- from Immature Fame. Uh, it also stars, uh, let's see, I don't know, it don't, like, uh, Keith Sweat's son. Justin Sweat, and it's a, it's pretty much the movie Stepfather, but with a woman. Uh, role reversal. Role reversal, and it's just so bad. But the part two, part two is worse. Oh, oh my worse. goodness! Oh, it's so bad. Is there going to be a third? But, yes. Yes. It sounds Tubi like has, it's up my alley, man. To watch some really Tubi, bad movies. Tubi has Tubi has greenlit uh, a a third film. So yeah, it's gonna be a third film. Um, yeah, yeah oh Lord. stepmother and stepmother too. Also, this is another two B original. <laughs> I watch. Uh, it's called A Christmas Karen. It's like a Christmas Carol, but with a lady who's a Karen. She's Karen. You know, she talks about some black people type of Karen. Mm. That's a Karen. She's a Karen. But it was fun. I, I thought it was very funny. Uh, uh, it doesn't have really good effects in it, but it has some really great editing, like cutaway, like cut, like cut gags, and uh, and like in screen gags that I thought was pretty funny. Um, but it's kind of Christmas Karen, and she has the Karen haircut and everything. All right, realistically, I watched White Noise on. Uh, it just came out today, but I watched it, uh, Screener. Uh, it's Noah Baumbach's White Noise. Uh, I thought it was really good editing-wise and everything, but I'm going to discuss it because it's on my list somewhere. Uh, and then I don't even talk about other – oh, I talk about, I'm going to talk about stuff that's not on my list. Uh, Resurrection, I watched that. It has, it has uh, Tim Roth 
and that lady that was in um, Night House or the Dark House, which one Night that House. came out Night House? That lady. Uh, it, it's, the, it's, one, it's one of the weirdest films. It's one of the weirdest films I've ever seen. It's, it's weird, man. But it's not mad, mad God weird. But it's weird. It's weird. I'm done. Yeah, that's all I wanted to mention. That's all you wanted to oh, mention. One more, one more. One more. He's got one more. Athena. Uh, Athena uh, is a movie that I really enjoyed on Netflix, but it didn't make any of my list. Uh, I thought it was really, it's a it's a foreign film. It takes place in, in France. Uh, great, uh, great camera work. It's like a lot of one, like, uh, single shot type of, like, story driven like that. Uh, but it, it it didn't make my list because of things I watched that I like more, but I really enjoyed Athena. I think that uh, it it was really great cinematography. Um, story was is about like a a Muslim kid in in Paris who was killed by the police, and his death sparks a re- revolution between like the police and the uh, people, and yeah. it's really and 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 it's a brother is a police officer. Another brother is a revolutionary, and the other brother was the one that was killed. Uh, and so, and another brother that's alive is a drug dealer. And so, you know, it's really, it's really good storytelling. It's called Athena. I recommend you watch it, Brandon. Um, I recommend. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, bones and all. But yeah, whatever. I wasn't really all that psyched about it. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> all right. Uh, two of the things I'm going to mention. I'm going to mention further. Uh, on, on the list because they both made my list. Uh, the Sea Beast um, from Netflix. Animated picture. I didn't go in it expecting anything really, you know, but it warmed my heart, man. It really did. I was very impressed with the uh, animation in that movie, the story in the movie. Oh, man. I'll talk about it a little bit, but I really enjoyed that movie. Um, Avatar 2. Um, I, I I won't say much. It's on my list. I won't say much. But what I, what I will say is, once the movie starts, I was blown away by the world again. Like uh, what he accom- accomplished in that movie is mind blowing. Uh, it looks so real. That <laughs> just it really did. It, it was beautiful, but it looks so real. I mean, oh man. And props to Stephen Lang, who's the villain. Uh, he he's just awesome. I love him. Um. It's on my list, though. I'll talk about it in, in a bit. But also, I finished Perfect Strangers, and, and man, I got emotional in the end. Um, I love Balky and and you know Larry, cousin Larry. Um, I know it's an old show, but still, man, it, it warmed my heart to watch that and finish that. And oh, I hated. I hate when it it, it wraps up, though. You know what I mean? I do. I'm trying to mute your mute. Me. Uh, He's not, not you, but uh, but on, on Facebook. Okay, um, I want to see if there's any. Well, of course you are. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Is that a perfect strategy? Yes. Okay. All right. You ready for the list? I, I feel like my throat's going dry, man. I, hmm. Best and the worst of 2022. We're finally here. Uh, it's been a year of movie watching. Uh, at the beginning of the year, I always try to catch up on things I missed in the previous year, but then once it gets into it, I really start laying into it, and we're going to start with our worst list. 
Uh, let me get myself pulled up here. Uh, since we got 15, we can kind of do it one by one, can we? Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Uh, my worst movie, or not my worst, but number 15 for me. Halloween ends. No, man. <laughs> The list oh, is gonna be different. It's gonna be all. Nah, this is not. And this, this was. Pre- I, 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 I expected this. I thought it would be high on your worst yeah. list, though. I know. I know. I knew you would think that. But Halloween ends. Uh, for me, I, 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 I was okay with the Corey Cunningham stuff. Uh, but I just felt like it was two or three separate movies. Um. And uh, I think that the ending just kind of took me out of it. Not the ultimate ending. I'm okay with that, but I wish that they would have established the whole Corey thing. And then I would have been, it would have been actually on my best list. If they would have did that, then it would have been, I've been down for it. But the way that they did it, it felt just, it felt like they were like, hey, man, let's go ahead and finish. And I'm not, and with that, I'm not looking forward to his exorcist. I think he's going to do trash in that, honestly, in my opinion. Bilfer's here. Movie would be great. Hey, Bilfer. Bilfer. Uh, but number 15 for me, Halloween ends on my worst list. Brandon? Uh, 15 for me was uh, a Liam Neeson movie uh, <laughs> called Blacklight. It looked straight to video, but it got a wide release. I think it lasted maybe a week and a half. Um, uh, it was just it was just terrible. The acting was terrible. Uh, everything about it was just terrible. And, you know, it, uh, Black Light. What can you say? It was very forgettable because I actually forgot I watched it. So I had to go back in my Letterbox review to remember it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that was awful. That's going on my list. Um, it was just really bad. It, you know, that's, how, that's how it was for me with a bunch of these. Uh, number 14 for me, Clerks 3. No! No! <laughs> I absolutely didn't have a good time with Clerks 3. I thought it was terrible. I, I, I just I wasn't emotionally like I felt like it was I don't know I will say Kevin and Kevin Smith and Rob Zombie have like they were in that time frame with some of my favorite directors but now I just feel like they I don't know I just don't, I feel like they they're not there no more maybe they were just for a certain time frame and I, I just don't gravitate to them. Don't worry, Kevin. I'll bring you some love in a little bit. <laughs> it's up it's on you buddy oh 14 for me um this got great reviews but for me it was one of the most boring films i've ever seen uh three thousand years of longing and i even my review was it sure was longing uh i i didn't like it i i, I couldn't get invested in it uh which is sad because i like idris is it idris elba yes. i got it right I like him, and I, I like Tilda Swinton, but I just I couldn't get invested in this movie. Um, uh, it, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. Ooh. Number 13 for me is a Hulu film called The Princess. Uh, it, uh, it's about a princess who's trapped in the tower, and these guys, it's pretty much Die Hard, but with a lady, a princess, and trapped in the tower trying to get down to save her family from the very top of the tower and try to get down. And she, and she knows martial arts and fighting and stuff because of one of her teachers. Uh, 
uh, the the young lady, the actress, I actually like her as an actress. I just felt like I just felt like it was just bo- it was more boring for me, especially at some point. Like some points, it was pretty boring, and, and some of the storylines just got lost, and it's forgettable. So, the princess is my number thirteen. Mm. My number thirteen is an animated picture from Netflix. Watched it. Uh, did I watch it yesterday or the day before? I don't even remember. I've watched so much here lately. I don't remember when I watched it. I know but anyway, it it's Wendell and Wild. Uh, I just, oh man, I just, I was, I was on board at the beginning. You, you, you're meeting this family, and they have a little accident, and the parents die. But everything after that, I just, I had no interest in. I didn't, as you said, that you didn't like any of the characters none of them were kind of redeemable and i felt the same way um i didn't i didn't care for the demons i didn't care for the girl i just i couldn't wait for it to end the the only character i liked is the uh the uh the trans girl the trans boy who uh who uh that i forgot the name of the the kid that one that does art or whatever yeah the only redeemable character in the in the whole movie uh so everybody else was just like I was a, I was not yeah I feel you I feel you it didn't make my list at all but yeah I feel you though I agree <laughs> with you you might be mad at me with this one number twelve for me is Lou Netflix movie Lou uh, about a woman who uh, is like a retired something you don't know and she's like at the end of her like she's thinking about taking her life but then she has to, uh, she has interaction with this neighbor whose daughter has been kidnapped by the father. And so they they got to go through this jungle, uh, not jungle, they got to go through the woods to try to track them down. I just felt like, I, I was okay with it taking place in the 80s. I was like, oh, yes, it's in the 80s. It's, you know, nothing about, well, what technology we had? What, what if we didn't have? You know, but I felt like the twist at the end ruins the movie and that's why it made my worst list i think that if they if it if they hadn't have made it that little twist i would i would it, it would have been better yeah uh, Brent? i feel you on that one i i mean i like the movie but i feel you on the twist my favorite film of 2022 is a full is full-time french film about a hotel chambermaid constantly in trouble with her manager my anxiety was turned up to 11. Sounds like fall for Brandon. <laughs> but, yes. Oh, oh God, my anxiety. Oh. You're twelve. Twelve. Uh, Netflix original film. <laughs> There's gonna be quite a few Netflix films, I do believe. <laughs> Senior year with I don't even remember her name now. She's, uh, she's Re- she Rebel Wilson. Is that her? There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, I just this felt like something that would have came out in the nineties. Um. But it wasn't funny at all. I, I, it's like, it just wasn't funny. But it's about this girl that's trying to become prom queen. She's got a good chance. She's, she likes the her rival's boyfriend, and the girl's gonna play some prank on her. But it ends up putting her in a coma for like what twenty years, which is like I said, nineties. <laughs> Um, and she wakes up and she's going to go back to school. That reminded me of Billy Madison. So I was kind of hoping to get that same flavor, 
but no, no, nothing like that. It just, it, it, it was, it was too stupid for its own Andy, good. Andy Harden, thanks for watching. We appreciate it. I'm trying to monitor Facebook as well. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. With, I, I, I've seen a little bit of that one. I, I, I'm not. She's hit or miss for me, Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Um, number 11 for me, <clears throat> Beast with Idris Alba. Yes. Beast I didn't put him on my list either way, but I did enjoy the movie. That's my that's my genre right there, Animal Attacks. <laughs> yeah. I just felt like it was uh, – the kids wasn't likable, especially the oldest one. Got him on there. I was like, please eat her, uh, Tiger, Lion. Uh, but, uh, but, and Idris was, Idris was the glue for me for, for the movie. Uh, but I just felt like, for the most part, I felt like the movie was just overall boring. Uh, it had some thrilling scenes, but it was just boring for me. He said his least favorite is Zach Efron's fire starter. I'm pretty sure. Yep. All right, Brandon, go ahead. Uh, what was that? Number 11 for you? It was 11. Okay. Number 11 for me was a movie I expected to be bad, and it was Pray for the Devil. Uh, one of the most boring, uh, what was it, demon supernatural films I've ever witnessed at a theater. Honestly, um, just nothing really happens everything that does happen you see 20 miles ahead you know you, you know you see what's going to happen at the beginning of this movie you, you know where it's going to happen and it was just oh it was boring I mean I wish they stopped making these kind of movies to be mm -hmm. honest um I mean I'm okay with the conjuring stuff but stop making these type of movies where you're just ripping off the exorcist you know you just and you're you, if you're gonna make it make it exciting make mm -hmm. But I just wish they would just stop. <laughs> I agree. Uh, a mo the number 10 for me is Master, which is a, uh Amazon Prime original uh, with starring Regina Hall. I love Regina Hall as an actress. I love her from scary movies to like uh, uh, the best man stuff that she does. Uh, and, I just, and I enjoyed her. It didn't make any of my list. But uh, House for Jesus, uh, you know, I, I like that. I like that movie personally, but I like the other stuff more. But uh, I loved her in there. She was like, she was the best part of it. Well, Sterling, yeah. Kate Brown is really. I mean, they were, yeah, they were great. I didn't like uh, the movie, but they were great. But uh, but she in in uh, in uh, Master, she's like a the master of. She's the first master of a uh, uh, a predominantly white. Uh, uh, like private school, like like Yale or something like you know, like yeah. something like that. Uh, and uh, she, but there's also a student there that is a, a first time college student from her family, and deals with racism and it, which is those that subject matter is pretty good. They have dark and scary elements. I feel like it just doesn't stick the landing. Um, but I love Regina in it. Regina is, is excellent. Uh. I just felt like the movie was, it just, I think everybody, I think people try to mimic Jordan Peele a lot. Um, and, and you can't really do that, man. Jordan is, it's like Spielberg. Jordan is his own, Spielberg is his own 
just some not saying that they always gonna have winners, but it's just their own thing. So um go ahead, Brandon. You are at uh ten. Ten, yeah. Well I, I agree, really, bro. Like talking for Jesus, it was funny. It was. I, I can't say the same, but you know, it's all subjective. <laughs> Number ten for me is a Christmas movie that came out on Netflix, once again, starring Lindsay Lohan, Falling for Christmas. Oh my God! It made me want to stop watching Christmas movies after I watched that movie. I, she, oh, I, ooh, I don't like her. I've I've really never liked her, except for like maybe in Mean Girls and Freaky Friday. She's a terrible actress. Mm. Oh, she played a terrible a, a person that was in a coma. Comes out of it. Oh, she's so stuck up in this movie. You just want to be nice. <laughs> it, 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 it's like it's like um. Uh, what overboard, but but without the uh, without the character, or without like like you know with Goyan and uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's yeah, it's like that without any entertainment. <laughs> it's it's annoying. It's it's what it is. It's oh, I wanted to really go up there with it, but just so, so much I watched that was really trash. Well, but it made its place in my top ten. Number nine for me is a little movie that's on Peacock. They slash them. Uh oh. I love Bacon. I love Kevin Bacon. I love Kevin Bacon. I wanted Bacon on the list. I couldn't get Bacon. What? I I couldn't get Bacon on the list. I was trying to think what else is in this year. I couldn't get Bacon. Uh, I don't, I don't think. Uh, but I love bacon. But I love I love you some bacon. Uh, but bacon made my worst list with they slash them. Not him. He's literally the best part of the movie. Well, he's, he's Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. I mean, he's Kevin Bacon. But the rest of the movie, the slashing, the it's just it's pointless. It's very pointless. Uh, and it's a, I, I I hated it. So they slash them, number nine. Work. It sounds like a movie I saw last year, uh, but it took place in a cabin. Well, I know it takes place in a cabin too, but uh, they were killing, they were kidnapping and killing the people that were gay, and that was their agenda. You know, wipe out the gay people. I don't know if that's the, the situation here, but uh, I just hated the movie. I, I just hated a movie like that exist. You know, but yeah, uh, number nine for me. <laughs> keep the trend going because it, it, it deals with uh, homosexuality um, my policeman that's not why I don't like the movie I, I just thought the movie was boring and I felt sorry for the woman uh, that this woman was married to this policeman that was having an affair with this like artist and it just I, I just didn't buy any relationship I didn't buy that she stayed for so long and I don't know I just it did nothing for me. <laughs> but made you mad. Uh, I, well, I mean, it makes me mad for the woman, yeah. I mean, to stay in that situation like that. Number eight for me is Moonfall. Came out the very I wanted, beginning. I wanted to put that in my list, but I, I couldn't. Stars Holly Berry and pretty much a lot of other people. I can't even think of whoever else in the It's just it's, oh, the dude from Insidious and Conjuring, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, 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 Patrick Wilson, Holly Berry, 
the dude from Game of Thrones that's like the best friend of uh, Jon Snow. Uh, it's just, it was, listen. It was trash. I, uh, yes. <laughs> Man, I love a good disaster movie. But this ain't it. Yeah, this ain't it. This like still, I still say that my favorite disaster movie uh, would probably be uh, Armageddon. I just loved Armageddon. I thought it was a fun time. Uh, then it would be uh, the one with T- Tommy Lee Jones. I really enjoyed that. Uh, what did he do? The, it's not Dante because there's two. It's kind of similar. Volcano. And Doc, yeah, volcano. Not Dante speak. That's Pierce and Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but no, nah, Moonfall was just boring. It's alien? It's weird. It's weird. It's weird, but not a, good. I don't know what was it. The day after tomorrow, he's done so many disaster movies. Uh, he was trying to mix in Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow, and something else he's done. Uh, but it it was awful. Like I wanted to leave the theater when I watched that, and I thought it was gonna make my list, but it didn't. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear your number eight. Number eight for me was a, a movie, I, th- I believe it was on Hulu, called Abandoned. It starred Emma Roberts, Michael Shannon, um, about this young couple has a baby. They move into this, apparently this haunted house uh, where Michael Shannon's character lives next door. He's kept up with the house. He used to live in the house. Uh, his family killed themselves in that house. It's kind of Amity Horror SK, but it was just one of the most boring haunted house movies I've ever seen. It made you think that Emma Roberts was going crazy, but you know, it just it was really boring. Sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this might be controversial for some people. Number seven for me. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The one that came out on Netflix. Um I I love. I thought Leatherface was excellent. Let me start out by saying Leatherface was excellent. But just the concept of these people gentrifying this small Texas town, uh, there's no reason for her mother, like, them to kill uh, Leatherface's mom or whoever that lady was. Uh, just, and they didn't even have the, they didn't have the right to be there. And then the ending. Just this movie, and then like they try to make it Halloween 2018 without sticking the landing with the uh, with the uh, with the old character, it's just bad, 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 very bad. And then, and it's getting a sequel, I bet, because people watched it and talked about it. And Brandon said, hashtag chainsaw for that one, but that's the best thing that came out of it. Is Brandon saying hashtag. Chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I didn't put that on my list, but it it wasn't great. <laughs> it, I, I I agree with you about the they didn't stick the landing with the Halloween twenty eighteen look alike. Um. That, that was literally the worst part. You know her. You know she was barely even in it. And yeah, pointless. She's pointless. She didn't. Yeah, she was. Uh, <laughs> Sad, sad, but yeah, she was pointless. My number seven, Bilfer's worst film of 2022 is Firestarter. Stephen King's Firestarter remake starring Zac Efron. And it's just, it was so bad. It was, like, I thought the, I actually think this is maybe the worst adaptation Stephen 
of a Stephen King property. It just mm-hmm. it was it was horrible. Everything about it was just bad. Um, I didn't like Charlie. I didn't. Zac Efron was okay, uh, but the girl, you know, she was she was just terrible. Um, everybody was bad. I don't know. It just it sucks. It felt like an X Men origin story for me, but you know, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, up to here. Uh, let's see, number six for me. I just realized that my phone isn't charging. It's not holding the charger, but that's, that's fine. Uh, I'm at like I have a lot of percentage. Um, so number uh six for me is a Shutter original, I guess. It's called Speak No Evil. It's about a, a family that uh, goes on holiday in uh, Holland or some uh, some country, some other country. They go somewhere with this family. Uh, and, it's, and they're so polite. They're polite to a fault. They don't want to do anything to upset the people that is invited them to their house, even to death, like it's the point of letting them just kill you, and 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 you're not gonna fight back because you're trying to be polite. It's like a commentary on politeness, but it's such it's it's so aggravating watching this movie that I was like fight back. That's what I was literally thinking while watching. I'm like. There is no way anybody will allow you to do this, like, to your child, to your wife, to any. Like, if you could fight back, you would fight back. And they didn't yeah. fight back. It just made me mad. It just, it, it ticked me off. So, number six for me, speak no evil. Go, go ahead, Brandy. I'll, I'll be right here. Go ahead. I'm listening to you. Uh, number six for me is a shark film that came out this year starring Alicia Silverstone, the requeen. Um, it, She's playing a woman that lost her baby. Um, she has like flashbacks of that and in the water and, and the shark coming. I don't know. It was just, it was really bad. It, her acting was atrocious in that movie. Uh, it just was so bad. Um, one of the worst shark films I've ever seen. Not the worst because my number five is also a shark movie, but it was just. I couldn't believe what I was watching. I, I, I've always been a big fan of Alicia Silverstone, but I, that one was very atrocious. Alicia, she hasn't had a comeback yet. Uh, I was going to say The Lodge, but it, yeah, she's barely in it. Um, but all right, for me, number five on my list, Brandon, five. We're at the top five, top, well, bottom five, really. Uh, um, it's Curse of Bridge Hollow Netflix movie with Marlon Wayans I know you've seen Marlon live yeah uh, different Marlon in the movies though <laughs> but the movie and I said this I think I said on Letterboxd and I said it you know I think I said it when we discussed it uh, just watch just watch you be Halloween you have much more of a fun time yeah I agree it's, it, or it, goosebumps. Yeah, or goosebumps. Or if you want something scarier, Fear Street or uh or uh you know, nice books. There's other stuff out there that's really great time. But Curse of Bridge Hollow was just 
boring. It's boring. It, it was not interesting. It was like, I don't know. Netflix, stop giving Marlon movies. No, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Give, let him be free. Let him do what he does in his stand-up. So who did Six Tuplets? Was that him or was it, was it him? But I, I just, he takes on bad movies. I, I agree with that. <laughs> but if he did what he did on stand-up, man, it'd be great. Like he's, he's hilarious. I just, but he's not funny in movies anymore. I don't, I don't understand. But you know, it is what it is. My fifth one, oh, now maybe this isn't as bad as it is, but it had no budget whatsoever, and it was trying to rip off Jaws. It was called Bull Shark. Um, and I mean, every sense of the way, it ripped off Jaws from beginning to end. It just, but with no budget it, and terrible actors. It just, and you know what? The, the funny thing about it is it's not even a bull shark. It's a great white. <laughs> so they got the shark wrong. So you know, it just didn't. Oh, it was awful. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yet again. Uh, number four for me on the worst list is Invitation. I finally <laughs> watched it and I absolutely thought it was boring. Like the most boring vampire movie I have ever seen. It was, nothing, it was just, it was just I'd rather watch Twilight, all of them. Again, when I like Twilight, I'd rather watch them than watch this movie. I'd rather watch Morbius again, and it wasn't that great. But I would rather watch that than watch Invitation. It, it felt like it should have been made in the early 2000s, maybe. Um, but, and it, and it just, it's, it's trash. It's trash. Trash man, your movie's trash. Hey, it's not my movie. I didn't make you. it. <laughs> um, four for me is also well. It's not yours. Wasn't a Netflix original? That actually went to theaters, but it's on Netflix. This is a Netflix original, I do believe. Uh, it's called Choose or Die. Robert England <clears throat> did some voice work for the movie, which is why I watched it because I was expecting like him to be some kind of killer in this movie, but as a voice. Uh, not the case at all. Uh, it's about these kids that play this video game and you die in the video game. You die in real life. It's kind of like that one movie that you absolutely hate, but I actually enjoyed and I'm losing my voice. <laughs> but anyway, you, you also get to, man, <laughs> you get to pick um, who lives or who dies in the game. And if you choose, they die, they die in real life. Um, it was just horrible. Oh, everything about it was just bad. I felt mm. I felt embarrassed for Robert England that he was got credited in this movie because I looked at his resume. But you know, uh, for me, number three, three for me is Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, oh, oh, wow! Jurassic World Dominion. That movie, first of all, I thought it was going to be uh, dinosaurs in the world and people dealing with the dinosaurs in day-to-day life. You know, like, that would have been really cool. But no, we had another secluded Allen with dinosaurs. Uh, and then, I'm done with the whole clone thing. We had locusts. We had, best part about it is the, is the legacy characters. 
thank you for them. I'd rather just have them, but I wanted them to all be together. Just no. Jurassic World Dominion, number three. Wow. I'm shocked that made your list. But we're going to get some shockers in the, in the best, I'm telling you. Oh, okay. That was number three. Okay, number three for me is an Amazon original movie. It came out on Halloween, and it's called Unhuman. And it's supposed to be about zombies. And it is not about zombies at all. Oh, it's a... Oh, I've never watched a movie on Amazon. I've watched movies in theater that made me mad with the twist. This twist made me angry. I never watched a movie that went to streaming that made me so angry than Unhuman. But yeah, it had... I should have known better, though. It had one of the actresses from the I Know What You Did Last Summer TV show on Amazon. And that was complete trash. So I still haven't finished the show, by the way. I've yet to, I don't know who did what. I haven't finished it, nor I forgot even the, that it even existed. <laughs> the girl is attractive, but God, that movie sucks so bad. Uh, really? Gave a run for its money for my top two worst films of the year, but I had to put it at number three. Ooh, number two for me is a Netflix original. Mr. Harrigan's phone. Wow. Uh, Stephen King, your son has had a better year than you. Uh, Mr. Harrigan's phone is just, you can tell Stephen has ran out of ideas. And Mr. Harrigan's phone is. Stephen King didn't direct the movie. No, I know, but still, it's a concept that it's just a kid. Tells the number and tells his dead old man friend who he wants dead, essentially, and then they get killed. It's the dumbest thing. Netflix, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Number two for me. Really? Yeah. Netflix be ashamed of all the crap yeah. they put out year after year? <laughs> number two for me, Jeepers Creepers Reborn. And when I watched this movie, I was like, there's no way anything tops this movie as worst film of the year. But I was wrong. I was wrong. (laughs) But everything about this movie is awful. It's the worst Jeepers Creepers movie. Uh, It's it's not even a Jeepers Creepers movie, in my opinion. It's just they changed so much about the character, so much about the the world. Everything that was established is literally gone. It's gone. And, And just... I hope they never make another Jeepers Creepers movie after this. Wow. Number one for me. I think we might have the same number one. We may have the same number one. <laughs> number one for me. The worst movie I've seen this year. The Musters. We have the same number one. <laughs> Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie, The Musters. What? Listen, I've lost all trust that Robert Zombie's a good director. And and stop, for the love of God, stop casting your wife in everything. Please. <laughs> she cannot act, man. Sherry Moon Zombie cannot act. She 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 does baby, but even then it was better in like House of a Thousand Corps. I just for me, I just felt like the monsters oh, it's a this service to uh uh uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy that played him in the original, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he was such a great Herman monster, 
but the the grandpa in the movie was pretty pretty decent. Uh, but yeah, Brandon, go for it. Oh yeah, number one movie. Oh my god, uh, the monsters. Literally two minutes. 45 seconds, I paused this movie. I wrote a post. It took two minutes and 45 seconds to realize Rob Zombie made the absolute worst film of 2022. And it did not get any better. <laughs> it got worse and worse and worse. You know, the movie actually reminds me, like I felt like he was ripping off that animated Adams Family film that came out a few years ago, the first one. Uh, yeah. They move, they go into this new town. You know, it, it just... I was a big fan of the monsters growing up as a kid, uh, watching the reruns, and uh, I adored that show. I really did. Um, so I was uh, when I heard Rob when I heard they were making a monsters movie, I was excited. Then I heard Rob Zombie was attached to direct, and I wanted to commit murder <laughs> because I knew he was going to rape it. I just knew he was, and he hey he did. It's not the first time he's raped the franchise. Come on, no, it isn't. It isn't. Well, that's our 15 worst list. Uh, we're going to do for our best or worst for the 30, for the best, we have 30 best films. Brandon, how do how you want to tackle these? I think we should go 30 to 26. Take turns. That okay. way, do five. Do you want to go okay. first? Yeah, I go first. Okay. Number 30 for me, one of the first films I've seen of 2022. Uh, the Northman. Uh, well, wow. I think, yeah, but I, I, I dug it, man. Uh, Robert Eggers uh, is a strange man, uh, but it's, <laughs> but this movie, uh, this movie uh, with uh, is it, uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Um, it, it's man, it's it's, it's dirty. It, it's dirty. bloody. Oh, it's bloody. Yeah, uh, it it has good, it it has good visuals, oh, uh, but I thought the Northman was absolutely it, it it stuck with me, and mm -hmm. so that's why I made thirty on my list as uh, my best list. Uh, number twenty nine for me is I just re I watched it recently. Uh, spoke about it once. White Noise, uh, Noah Baumbach. Uh, the editing in this film alone. Uh, is great, and then Don Cheadle pops up in it, uh, and he Don Cheadle's freaking Don Cheadle, uh, and um, and then you have uh, uh, I forget his name, man, uh, Kylo Ren, uh, Star Wars. Uh, I had it, then I lost it. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know you're talking about. But yeah, uh, he was great in this movie as well. Uh, and I love the, the way that the colors and, and, the, and the cinematography. But I, I also, I know some people don't like the dialogue in it. This is now on Netflix. You can watch it. Um, but I enjoyed the dialogue. They kind of talk over each other, the way it works. But it, it, it's like, for me, it's real, like, especially with a family. And it gave me vibes of, like, it takes place in the 80s, so it gave me vibes of, like, almost poltergeist in some, some senses. Uh, it's genre bending, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. So white noise, twenty nine, twenty eight. The whale uh, with Brandon Fraser. Um, now that I know I've been saying his name wrong, I'm gonna make sure I say it right. Brandon Fraser. 
uh, he was excellent uh, in this movie. And then I'm mad because when I did my casting for Best Supporting Actress, I should have gave it to uh, uh, Hunt, Chow Hunt. I'll, I'll get her name. Uh, but she's later on in my, she's in my list. She had a great year. Uh, but she was great as like the best friend of this guy who also enables him in his disorder, his eating disorder. Uh, but she doesn't want to, but she does because she loves him. Um, but it, it, the whale was great. And the, and the young lady from, uh, Stranger Things, Max from Stranger Things plays the daughter in this movie. Uh, she does, she does a good job. She's had a great year too with Stranger Things. So, uh, like that last season to me is the best season. Uh, he says, Hong Chow. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, really, she's excellent, man. Uh, I should have voted for her as best supporting actress, but I didn't. But yeah. And that's number 28. 27. It's way low. Like it's up here on my list. Prey. I know Brandon didn't like it as much, but I like Prey, the new Predator film. Uh, I thought that the uh, the young lady in it uh, was great. She's the best part of about the movie and the dog, her relationship with the dog. Yeah, the Predator. They made the Predator for me a more of a, like like kind of rebirth him into like a, a, a entity to take food, um, and that's what I liked about it. Uh, yeah, some of the CGI doesn't look as good, but I love the idea that the Predator is going in the old timeline, like time frames. Yeah. Uh, I love the way the look of it, like his mask, the bony mask and stuff. I thought, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, last thing, number 26, is a movie called Watcher. Uh, it's, a, it's a Shutter original. Uh, it's about a woman who uh, is in a foreign country. Her husband works overnight, but there's a neighbor uh, that lives in these apartments across from her that just watches her through the window and she feels that he may be a serial killer and so she starts trying to investigate because she feels like he's watching her and she's now his target. And so it's a really great movie. It's like one of my favorite films I've seen this year and it's on Shutter. Um, Brandon, your turn. Number 30 uh, is a film that I recently watched on Netflix. <laughs> um, Troll. I absolutely adore this movie. This Keiju type of film. Uh, I hope it does well enough to get a sequel. I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was a simple uh, monster film, you know. But it, it kind of reminded me of Cloverfield a, a bit. Um, just how the, the troll comes up, but um, you know, I, it didn't go over the top like a King Kong or a Godzilla film does. It, it was kind of grounded in that way, and I like that. And I, I think it was my favorite foreign film that I watched. Uh, which I mean, this is my genre as well. I mean, you know, it's, this speaks to me. So I had a lot of fun with Troll. Um, number twenty nine. Oh, the genre is your favorite. I thought you said foreign films is your favorite. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Foreign films no. is not my favorite. But because of you, I am watching a little bit more and more. <laughs> Number 29, don't explode here, Aaron, because I know it's high on your list. 
Jordan Peele's Nope. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as some people. <laughs> but I, I did enjoy it. Um, I was kind of giving up on Jordan after us. and uh, But he brought it back from There's some things that I just didn't think made sense. Um, or he didn't explain things um, enough. Um, but I thought the overall story was good. Uh, I liked the, the, you know, I like the monkey aspect. And that's something I don't think he explained very well enough. But you you kind of explained it, what was really going on there. But I felt he should have explained it better. <laughs> <laughs> it was Jaws, but with like an alien, bro. I know, I know. I, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it, but you know, it just it didn't stick the landing like it did with you. Um, number twenty eight for me um, is the outfit. Um, uh, I had a great time with this movie. Didn't expect much. Um, uh, I think it takes place in like forties, fifties. Uh, it's about this guy who makes these suits for these mobsters, and you know, there's a something goes down one of them dies and it becomes a mind game after that. Uh, and I thought it was so well acted. The cinematography was good for be in this basic setup, you know, uh, it kind of reminded me of that movie, that Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. I have no idea what was up with that guy. He, he was kind of, he was there just so that, uh, he could be his first victim, I guess. I have no idea. Uh, literally, yeah, you're right. I don't know. They never really explained why. See, they yeah. don't explain. <laughs> but I loved it, though. Um, but go ahead, bro. But yeah, the, the outfit, it was kind of like the Quentin Tarantino movie, how it was filmed in, in one set location. Uh, the Dogs movie. The, what is uh, it? Uh, 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 Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that in a way. Um, just the one location. Um, number 27 was an animated picture of the bad guys. I really enjoyed that movie. Um, I didn't know it was going to make my list because there was so much that didn't make it. So um, but I, I enjoyed the movie. Uh, it's one of Dawson's favorite children books. Uh, so I went and seen it with him. I really enjoyed it. Number 26 for me, major worst list, but I had emotional connections here. <laughs> Clerks 3. Oh man, Dante Randall. I loved it myself. I loved it and it broke my heart at the end. It, it did. It broke my heart and I left crying, which I did quite a bit this year. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, good, good list, though. Good so far. Number 25 for me Marcel, the shell with shoes on. It's an A24 film about a shell that is being. Uh, reviewed like, like uh interviewed rather uh it's the cutest voice uh it's just it's the cutest little it's like one of my top animated i consider animated because it's like i think it's stop motion the shell uh but oh i just love i love i want a marcel the shell with shoes on i want one i want a little itty bitty marcel that i will keep with me near my heart um that's <laughs> number 25. Number 24 is Violet Night. Wow. I watched it last night. Uh, it's a little hard for me, but yeah. I wanted to get it in, and I absolutely had a good time with it. I thought that the um, 
I thought that uh, he felt like Santa Claus, but you know, it felt like a mixture of, for me, Bad Santa meets Die Hard, um, in, in some sense. But I thought that I, I, I thought it was fun though, and John Leguizamo man was killing it. He he ate every scene that he was in, yeah. man. Yeah, as Mr. Scrooge, and uh, and I really, really, I just liked it, man. I love, I love, I love when the bad guy starts feeling magical, like Santa, you know, like that little, just kind of fun. Uh, so twenty four for me is Violet Night. So where do I end at? Twenty one. Twenty one. Thank you. Um, twenty three for me is a Hulu original movie, Fresh. That's a great With movie. Sebastian Stan, one of the best horror movies I've seen this year. Uh, uh, it it was it was it was great. I recommend it. To anybody? Look, oh man, it, it Sebastian's so good in it. Yes. And and the lady, I believe she was. Was she also in uh, what? Uh, what a dad thing? Is that the same lady? Who who's uh, his victim? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think so. Okay. Cause she's had a big year too, that lady. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, I thought that, oh, it just, uh, yeah, I thought there's some things that kind of cl- like didn't really work in it, but for the most part, I really enjoyed that movie. It's like, it, it, had, it had me hooked. It had me hooked. It had me hooked. Um, all right. And, uh, let's see. I'm trying to get this. Don't erase my stuff. All right, I don't want to do it. Right? All right, number uh, 22 for me is Women Talking. Uh, it's a movie about these women that live in, like, an Amish type of co- colony uh, who uh, suffer uh, sexual abuse from the men, uh, and they are the men want them to just forgive them and forget, but the women are trying to have a conversation whether it's to forgive and forget or fight the men or leave, and what does that mean? What does each of those options mean for us as women? And what does it mean for us as our beliefs? And so um, the lady that is the main uh, person in men, uh, she's in this movie. Uh, that lady from, I know where the crowd that thing, uh, she's in this movie, uh, fresh actress, same actress in crowd that. Yeah, I thought so. Um, but yeah. So, like I said, she had a big year. She had three films uh, that came out, and all three of them was pretty good. Um, and uh, just other people in this movie. I recommend it. Brandon, you should watch that movie, Women Talking. Um, number one, number 21, rather, for me. Uh, it's pretty high on my list here. Is Galero Del Toro's Pinocchio. Uh, I loved it. I thought... I thought it, it was the darker version of Pinocchio. Yeah. Uh, I thought that the uh, acting in it was great. I thought the visuals, it's one of the best animated films I've seen this year, like like through uh, stop motion. Um, just it, it has some really adult content, like adult con- conversations. Uh, but uh, Guillermo del Toro, I think he, he, he should be nominated for best animated film with this movie. Uh, I don't know if he'll win, but I, I think he, he deserves to be uh, nominated. Um, Brandon? 
Right. Hey, fellas. Hey, Pippin. Hey, Smalls. Uh, 25th. 25th. It was... Uh, I think it was Amazon, Amazon original. Uh, Don't make me go with John Chow. Um, about a father daughter road trip. Um, after he gets uh, a report that he has a, a tumor in his brain, he decides to go on his road trip for his daughter to meet his mother, her mother for the very first time. Uh, I just thought it was a great story. Uh, a great bonding story with, between a father and a daughter. Um, and in the beginning of the movie, it says, you will hate how this movie ends, but you'll love the story. And I absolutely agree with that. Uh, it just, it was, I treasure this movie. It was one of the best films I personally saw this year. Um, I loved John Chow in it. I just, he's such a talented actor. He's so much more than the, you know, the MILF guy from American Pie or Harold and Kumar. You know, he's so much he's more. Grown. He's grown. Um, yeah. Searching is one of the best movies I've ever seen. I haven't seen that one. I want to. Uh, number 24 for me, it got a little higher, lower, I should say, on my list than yours, The Northman. And you said it exactly. It, it was It was dirty. <laughs> it really was dirty, but it was so good. I love the story. Um, and oh, what's her name? Um, Nicole Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Oh, mm-hmm. she creeped me out in this movie, man. And she creeped me out uh, trying to, you know, yeah, with her son, you know. Uh, yeah, I just, I was like, but yeah, <laughs> I, I thought it was a great film, though. I thought it was, it, it, it lasted and it was a, a memorable film that came out earlier this year. So, um, number 23, Don't Hate Me. Cause I know it's really high on your list, but I had, I had some problems with it. As you know, um, everything everywhere all at once. I know, I know, I know it's, it's probably too high, <laughs> but yeah, 23. That's, uh, I love the multiverse in this movie though. It's just some things that I, I think flawed the movie that landed at number 23 for me. Uh, Paul Sanding, the rock. I, just, well, you know. <laughs> I well, know it's unpredictable. <laughs> you never know how it's gonna go. I mean, but I I I loved Data in this movie because I don't know his real name, <laughs> but he's Data to me. I hope he gets nominated for Best Supporting Actor because I think he's he's a, he's amazing. Um, I thought the movie overall was really good. It's just certain things just kind of took me out of the movie. And that's why it lands at number 23. If it wasn't for that, it would be top five, I think, for me. Um, number 22, uh, Nicolas Cage and the unbearable weight of massive talent. You know I'm a massive Nick Cage fan. I never did leave him <laughs> despite him taking all the crappy roles he, t- he took. I was glad to see him be able to make fun of himself and, you know, and have this bromance kind of a film. Uh, they they talk about film, you know. He's kind of a mobster, or you think he is. I, I had a lot of fun with that movie. Uh, Nick Cage is back, and I'm, I, I'm no one's happier than me about it. So, um, number twenty one, don't hate me again. <laughs> um, the Batman. I know, right? <laughs> the Batman. Um, I, I just felt that you know. I love the detective story 
Um, he is elite. He is elite. Yeah. I love the detective story, but I th- and I know this is probably done on purpose, but his uh, his Bruce Wayne needs work. You know, I, I totally believe they did that on purpose, though. But it, it, it he sucks as being Bruce Wayne. He's Batman twenty four seven. But you know, he needs to work on his Bruce Wayne persona. Um, but I thought uh, Dano is that his Paul Dano is that how you pronounce his last name? Paul Dano. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was fantastic as the Riddler. Um, you know. Uh, Ooh, I thought. Hey, I thought. Yeah, oh, I didn't have a problem with Robert as Batman, but yeah, you know, I gave it a I think a four out of five. Uh, but I, I don't know. I felt it was too long. I think that's another issue for me. It was just way too long. Uh, but that is my number twenty one. Surprise right. coming! I ain't gonna let up. <laughs> number twenty for me, and I'm going from where twenty to what? Sixteen. All right. Number twenty for me is weird. The Al Yankovic story. Uh, it's a uh, it is a a Roku original movie uh, with starring uh, Daniel Radcliffe. If you don't like the Twilight Boy, man, I don't know if you like Harry Potter, but uh, Daniel Radcliffe disappears into the role and becomes Al, weird Al Yankovic. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. I love. It makes sense that it would be this. Is what we're getting. I don't. I wish. You, I hope you. I wish you had a Roku. Uh, I wish they, if they would have sent me the screener. Yeah, you know. But uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely loved it, man. I thought that uh, Weird Al, well, well, Ratcliffe was great, and then Rain Wilson is in it as well. It's, it's it has a bunch of cameos, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, let's see what the conversation is. Tiffany says. I, I have to leave for a a man at, minute for a minute. Okay, I thought I said for eight men. I'm like, come on, Tiffany, I'll be right back. Well, thank you. I'll see you in a little bit, Tiffany. We appreciate you and Bilfer. No judgment, but yeah, I love uh, <laughs> weird Al Yankovic story number nineteen. Hustle with Adam Sandler. That's a good one. Um. I loved it though. I, I thought that Adam did a great job. I thought that you can tell he loves basketball, uh, and uh, and and he felt he felt authentic in this role uh, as out. Um, and, and this is like his last. If he doesn't, if this doesn't work, then it's, it's over for him. Uh, and uh, and he, he spots this phenomenon uh, who you know. And the guy that is a real NBA player did a good job. He's not an actor. I thought he did a, 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 a good job being believable yeah. as, as a basketball player and an actor, you know, doing this. Um, so I, I thought it was really great, man. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, all right, number 18 for me, Glass Onion, Knives Out 2, a Knives Out story. Um, I really – I'm a little shocked. That's not higher up. Yeah, I've seen it. It's, it's going to be all over the place, Brandon. Um, <laughs> last thing, and I really enjoyed. Uh, I love Benoit Benoit Blanc. I think he's yes. the best detective, in my opinion. I love, but just these movies are so much fun. Um, uh, uh, Kate Kate Hudson was. Oh, I loved her in this movie. 
Um, and then uh, Edward Norton. Not Edward. Yeah, Edward Norton. I'm right. Am I right? I'm sitting You're right. Edward. I was, I was just thinking about something. There. Edward Norton was great in this as well. I love getting Edward Norton back in, in stuff. Um, but yeah, and I just love this. And then the, I got to mention Dave Bautista. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I, I, I love uh, I love that he's getting work, man, and that he's like out there. I really enjoy him. I loved him in the um, in the Christmas, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas one, and I loved the other, other lady, Mantis. I loved her as well. He's gonna um, get some bacon in one way or another. <laughs> get my bacon in there. And bacon was great. Uh, but no, absolutely loved Glass Onion. I've seen it twice. I'll probably see it more than that because I really enjoyed it. Number 17. Oh, make sure I didn't make a mistake here. Nope. All right. Number 17. 17. No, no, no. no. Number 17 is Pearl. Wow. Which you know I love Pearl. I do. I do. Um, Glass Onion, too predictable. I didn't think it was that predictable. Um, I actually thought Knives Out was more predictable to me. Yeah. But uh, I thought that um, I, I really like love Pearl. I love that I actually didn't make my list at all because you know I didn't really care for it. Uh, but watching Pearl makes me want to go back and watch it uh, uh, because I love Pearl that much. Uh, I thought that uh, she uh, Maya Goff should be nominated for Best Actress for this role. Um, she was so. She's she's like a uh, horror icon, or this she's the new she's the new like I wouldn't call her a scream queen because she's not really screaming, but she's a new person in horror. Uh, and I and I and I said the same thing for that uh, Jen, Jenna Ortega as well. She's like I'm, she's out there as well. But um, yeah, man, I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed Pearl, man. It's just the last. 10, 15 minutes of that movie is just so intense. Yeah, <laughs> but, it really was. Uh, number 16, and then I turn it over to Brando, is Bullet Train. I absolutely loved this film. Uh, I loved Ty- uh, uh, Brian Tyree Henry and uh, Aaron, uh, what's her name? Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. I love them working together. I would love to see. A, I would love to see a prequel with just them. I would love yeah. to see that. Uh, but I really like Tangerine and uh, Orange. Is what it is or something like that. Um, but I really enjoyed them. I love Brad Pitt in this too. I, I thought this was just a fun movie, uh, and I thought it was going to be like a, a like another John Wick knockoff type of thing, but it wasn't. It was really. It really captivated me, and I really enjoyed it. And and as one part, I literally laughed out loud, and it was with the water bottle thing. <laughs> it's like I love that. I was like, oh great, I love it. You know, uh, yeah. So that's number sixteen for me. Okay, number twenty for me is a uh, death on the Nile. I love. Well, I really enjoyed it uh, a lot more than uh, Murder on the Orient Express, which was the previous film that Kenneth Branagh did. I I thought this one was more fun. I I love the mystery aspect to it. It was predictable, but I had a really great time with this one. And 
And I, I, I love murder mysteries. I, I, I would love to have more ma- mainstream murder mysteries like this and Glass Onion. And uh, I love these two universes. Uh, so, and they both made my best films list. Um, number 19 for me, uh, Uncharted. Um, I, it wasn't as good as the video games by any means, but I really did enjoy Tom Holland as Nathan Drake and, Mark Wahlberg was fine as Sully. He wasn't really Sully, but he was he was fine in the movie. Um, I just, you know, I love the I love the action sequences. I, I, story was okay, but I, I had overall I had a really good time with it. Um, number eighteen for me, Black Adam. Like I I enjoyed it. Um, I I thought Pierce Brosnan was good. Um, I thought everybody did a pretty good job. Dwayne was fine. Um, it sucks what happened after, but uh, it was fine. Uncharted is a movie you get with your McDonald's Happy Meal. Man, they coming with some stuff. What, what number was that for you? Uh, Black Adam was number 18. Number 17, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Shock, shock, shock. Uh, yes. <laughs> Um, I, I had a great time. I thought it was a very entertaining uh, mystery uh, about what happened to a certain character. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought it was uh, kind of making fun of uh, today's generation. <laughs> um, I had a great time with it. Number 16 for me, Violent Night. Uh, yeah, it's Bad Santa mixed in with Die Hard. In my opinion, mixed in with Home Alone. Especially when those home loan scenes were happening, I thought it would have been really amazing if they would have cast Macaulay Culkin getting killed that way. You know, it just would have it would have been full circle with the audience. I think it would have got a huge reaction from the audience. But that movie was a lot of fun, and John Leguizamo he had a comeback this year. So, uh... and it's funny that you mentioned that because number. I'm going 15 through when? 11. All right. Number 15 for me is uh, the menu uh, <laughs> with uh, with Anya Taylor-Joy uh, and uh, Ray Fiennes. And, of course, John Leguizamo is in there, uh, who is great in that movie. Um, I really enjoyed the film. I can't wait to buy it, actually probably to stream it. Let's be real, Brandon. You know me. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that it was, uh, uh, I thought that it was, I love, it's a, well, I would consider it a black, a dark comedy, a black, a dark comedy. Um, I thought it was great, man. I don't want to spoil anything if anybody hasn't seen it, but absolutely watch uh, the menu. Number 14 for me is Black Phone. I got my Beckett. No, no, that's my Beckett. I just say I got my Beckett. You know what I was thinking about? I think my smile, but it's not on my list. <laughs> I, I think my smile because that's Beckett's daughter. But, uh, but, uh, no. Don't worry, I'll bring um, the Beckett home later. <laughs> um, but, uh, 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 Blackbone, Ethan Hawke, um, uh, it was, I thought it was great. And that was, jo- uh, uh, Joe Hill. Stephen King's son, based on his story, uh, I thought that it was a great uh, little 
throwback horror to like a different time frame. Um, and I really enjoyed the just those like elements. It was a little bit cliche and predictable at some point. But I thought it's been a great year for horror. Speaking of which, number thirteen for me, Scream, twenty twenty two. Uh, I just whenever you get Sidney Prescott, Dewey, my dude. Uh, and, you know, the rest of the gang plus a new cast together, and they can still breathe fresh life in this franchise, uh, I'm, I'm there. And I thought that it was just an absolutely great time of a movie. Um, and though they though it was sort of predictable at some point, uh, some of the twists was, like, pretty good. But I wish there was... I wish me and Brandon wished that one thing happened and it didn't happen, and but I still enjoyed the movie. Yeah, you know, okay. you know what I'm talking about, baby. You know what it's a screamer. Uh, um, uh, number twelve for me. B.J. Novak directorial debut, Vengeance, uh, which I thought was pretty funny actually, uh, and I thought Ashton Kutcher was excellent in it yes. as well. Um, I thought it's about a man who uh, doesn't really know this lady, but has had had relation with her, and uh, he is mistaken as like a boyfriend, a past boyfriend. She's dead, and so she he goes to the funeral, but then from there he starts a podcast to kind of find out what happened to her. She's murdered, uh, and just. To kind of make a set about like Texans, uh, but it's a really great movie. VJ uh, Novak isn't the best actor, best actor, but he but he's an outstanding writer and director because this movie is phenomenal. But I but I enjoyed him in it. I enjoyed yeah. him. In it. Uh, but yeah, Vengeance. I thought it was really good. Uh, number eleven for me is. All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, give me a moment. All Quiet on the Western Front uh, was a film uh, that is on Netflix. It's uh, it's a German-speaking film. Uh, it's a war film, and it's I think it should be up there for best picture as well. Um, it it war is not nice, and it just and it just oh man, it's just it 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 sticks with you as well. But I thought that the main actor in it uh, did an excellent job. Uh, there's some scenes where he just he he, he goes through a whole range of emotions. Yeah. And uh, and and you could feel every single one of those emotions while he's going through it, and uh, and it's just oh man, and then uh, loved it, man. All Quiet on the Western Front is my number eleven. Number eleven for you, okay. Number fifteen for me. This is I. This I'm just gonna say it. Ambulance. I had a, a great time with it. I. It's a hit and miss for people though, but for me personally, I just it was Michael Bay returning to form. 
how he would make films in the nineties. And I've missed that Michael Bay. Uh, I love Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie though. Uh, he's, he looked like he had an absolute blast. Um, but yeah, it, I, I had a great time with it. Uh, 14 is an animated from film from Disney called strange world. Um, uh, another Jake Gyllenhaal film, uh, along with Dennis Quaid. Um, um, I had a great time with that. I, even though it bombed at the bots office, I had a great time with it. Um, uh, Dawson actually really enjoyed it too. So, you know, it was a good father son movie. Um, 13 for me, glass onion. You mentioned it earlier. Um, I, I, I love Daniel Craig as his character. Uh, he's just his, his delivery is, is I love it. Uh, I, uh, what's his name? Uh, you mentioned his name earlier. I forgot. I forgot. Uh, you mean uh, Edward, Edward Norton? Yeah, Edward Norton. I love him when he plays these slime ball type characters. I just love it. It's so entertaining to watch. Just to, just to watch him, and I give you. He's so, so good at playing those. Yeah, I give Dave Batista credit too. He was a, he was really good in this movie, and I we said it a few weeks ago on the podcast. Ron Johnson came out and said Dave Batista is the best actor, wrestler turned actor ever. I agree. I I have to agree with that. Even though he's not the biggest, uh, that, that's Dwayne still, but he is the be- better actor. So um, I, agree. I just thought it was a very entertaining story. And I love the cameos, uh, you know, that they got in the movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, I, it was just a very entertaining murder mystery. Um, number 12 for me uh, is a Netflix original film. I'm losing my voice again. <clears throat> uh, Ron Reynolds, The Adam Project. I thought it was a great sci-fi action film. Uh, Ron Reynolds is Ron Reynolds, but I enjoyed the story. I it, it was a little bit emotional at times, especially when he's at the bar with his mom and you know they're talking. Um, I just, I love that story. Um, and number 11 for me, Aaron mentioned it a few minutes ago, Scream, um, 2022. That broke me with how, what happens in the, in that hallway. Um, it really broke me. I agree, Tiffany. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoy that project as well, by the way. Um, but Scream, man. That hospital hallway, man, it broke me. I was in tears. I needed a moment to get back on track with Scream because I expected it going in that it was going to be him, but uh, man, it, it broke me. But I thought, I think these movies now, it's not about who is who the killer is. It's about what leads up to it, you know? Um, but uh, I had a great time and I look forward to Scream 6. Um, but you're up. 10 through 6. All right. All right. Uh, let's see. Tiffany says, I felt like it was too predictable. Uh, that's referring to Scream. Uh, or she could have been referring to uh, something else. But 10 through 6. Number 10 for me is RRR, uh, which is a, uh, it is a uh, Pakistani, or I don't know if it's Pakistani or it's of India, a Bollywood type of film. Uh, it was it had some of the best action 
a great story. Uh, it's just, it's very, it's three hours. It is. But I absolutely enjoyed the, the, the bromance in it. Um, I, I watched it all. I didn't watch it all in one sitting. I watched it like maybe the first two hours and the last hour I watched the next day. I didn't watch it all in one sitting. Uh, but I really enjoyed our um, but it is number 10 on my list. Number 9 is Nope. Oh, Lord. It's beautiful. What do you think? Oh, it's second best movie of 2022. Uh, nope. Uh, I really right. enjoyed That's how I feel, too. Nope. <laughs> nope. I enjoyed, I enjoyed Nope. Uh, I thought that uh, Jordan Peele was able to uh, create some good characters, good uh, concepts. Yeah, yeah, it was some things that doesn't work, but for the most part, I thought visually it was great. I thought he created a really a creative creature, and and it it I thought that like that's the most original creature I've seen in a very long time, uh, and uh, so I thought that was really good. Um, and Kiki Palmer wasn't as annoying. In it as she typically is. <laughs> uh, and then uh, number eight for me is one of my favorite anime movies of the year, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. I loved it. I loved it. And I know people might be like, what? you?" Yes, I love Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. I thought it was funny. I thought the jokes worked. I, I thought the, the ugly Sonic thing was great. Um, I loved it. I loved. It. I loved it. The and we were watching uh, Polo Express the other day. They mentioned Polo Express eyes. It's funny watching it. Um, and think and seeing them. I'm like, oh yeah, it's so funny. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. Um, number seven for me. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, is uh, it's. Brandon mentioned pretty much everything that I had to say about it. The, the satire, the kind of Pokemon of Gen Z. Uh, but I thought it was excellent. Uh, it, it was one of my favorite films of the year, obviously. Number five for me. Six. No, no, five, six, six. Number six for me is The Batman. Uh, the Batman, uh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, what are you saying? Um, I have seen 230 movies released in 2022. You've seen a lot of movies, bro. Um, Brandon could probably rival, rival that. Um, but uh, I, I think I really enjoyed the Batman. I didn't have an issue, for one, with uh, with uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman. I thought he's great. I, the way that it is, it's, he's, it's year two of him being Batman, so he hasn't figured out how to kind of give, be that Bruce Wayne persona as as well, so he's still figuring out things as he goes and taking notes and trying to um, fine tune things to become the Dark Knight. Uh, and so I really enjoyed it. I thought Colin Farrell was fantastic. Uh, Paul Dano was pretty good in it as well. Uh, the Riddler, they made the Riddler scary, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, um, let's see, Chip and Dale was one of the I was talking about. Oh, it was great. Okay. I feel you. All right. Good job. Thank you, Chip. Smiles, aka 
my new best friend. All right. Um, Brandon, go for it. Number 10 for me, uh, um, I think it was like 12 for you, uh, Vengeance, B.J. Novak, Ashton Kutcher. Uh, I can't think of the other guy's name from uh, Logan and that last Predator. Well, not the last one, but the one that sucked. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with everything you said about it. Um, I thought Ashton Kutcher was amazing in it. I thought the writing was so good. It was funny. It was heartfelt. Um I like when they insult BJ Novak, they go, bless your heart. Mm. <laughs> I just love it. Uh, uh, it, it you know, he, his performance, and I actually liked him, and I don't like him as an actor, but I liked him in this, and I thought he was such a, he's a, he is a very good writer, and I think he's a very good director. I, I, I was impressed with this movie. It, it, it shocked me. Um, number nine, now this was tight. Now this, these next three were neck to neck for me. I was like, but I'm giving it to Pearl. Um, you know, I I like the movie a lot. Um, I like how it looks. I like the cinematography. I like, I like the setting. Uh, Holbrook. Yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> I I I just liked everything. And Maya Goff was, man, it's, she blew people away with her performance here it was such a good performance and how she just snaps you know and she just wants to get out of that house and she's gonna be stuck there for decades <laughs> but uh i thought it was great i thought it was go ahead who's <laughs> whistling my grandbaby oh uh, um number eight for me is Etz. um I enjoyed the story, even though I didn't go into. I didn't. I don't think I watched the trailer going into it, so I didn't really know what it was about. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I, like I said, Maya Golf, Jenna Ortega, um, such a good cast in that movie. Such, I thought it was a really good story. I thought that it looked like Texas in the seventies. Uh, gave me vibes of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I just thought overall, when it got gory, it, it really got gory and. I don't know. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, number seven for me is my favorite horror film of the year, Smile. Here we go. Here's the bacon. Here comes the bacon. <laughs> I, I really love Smile. Um, and I know how you felt about it. And like, and I, I went in expecting to hate it, actually. Like, I no expectations, but I actually enjoyed it. I, I thought it was ten times better than the movie that you love. Um, you said it was a like, um, but I I had a great time with it. Um, I, I thought she's, I think she's a really good actress. Kevin Bacon's daughter. Uh, she, she got some bacon in her. So. <laughs> got some bacon in her. Uh, so I, I, I really liked it. Um, um, number six for me, best animated picture of the year for me from Netflix, The Sea Beast. Uh, I just thought it was a, an adorable, a cute film. Uh, but at the same time, very serious about monster hunting and the bond they this girl has with with red and uh we just did disagree on films bilfer yeah, that's, that's that was my thought bilfer so go ahead i actually i think it follows is kind of bland oh. it, was, it, was, it was fine for a one-time watch but you know i will never watch it again i have no reason to 
Uh, Unless I'm confused for the podcast, but go ahead. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, it's too slow for me. But it, it was fine for what it was, but no. But yeah, Sea Beast was number six for me. All right. Here we go. The top five, guys. Number five for me is The Barbarian. Uh, I really, when I seen this movie originally in theaters, I went into it on the day. Uh, I didn't see any trailer for it, didn't know what to expect. Went into it when the movie started going and just was like pulled into it. And then it had my dude in it, JL, who pops up. Uh, just, uh, I just really love. And to me, it's like honestly, my favorite horror movie of the year. I thought that it was, I thought it was great. It had, it had horror elements, it had comedy elements. It just, it, it, it's right up my alley type of stuff. Uh, so number five for me is Barbarian. Number four for me is Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, I thought that that movie, uh, Michelle Yeoh was excellent. Uh, uh, Q, I can't, I, I forget Q. I, I, I don't want to mispronounce the name Data, <laughs> but but he was great in it as well. Uh, I thought that this is the most diverse movie that we needed this year, and not the one that we got from Marvel. Uh, but yeah, it was a great <laughs> film, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Number three for me, Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick uh, was a fun ride of a movie. Uh, it, it made the most money in the box office this year, I think. Um, and it not only that, that's not a measurement, but the fact that they did their own stunt, that, uh, that the uh, movie felt like you – don't need to see the original to enjoy it, but I watched the original for the first time and then watched this film. And I was like, man, this movie is so much better than the original. And, uh, and, and Tom, I went from, uh, Tom Cruise hater to like a Tom Cruise lover, honestly, not because of this movie, but because I did all the MI movies. Uh, and I really, really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was a fantastic film. Number two for me. The Fablemans. Wow. The Fablemans uh, was an excellent film about Steven Spielberg and his coming up, his life. And uh, I thought that it was, it was beautiful. Uh, it, was, uh, it kept me mesmerized. But it's something that, it wasn't like something like, I'm, I feel like I knew, I want to go back and watch it again. But it's something that kept me mesmerized. It kept me like just thinking it's magical that I experienced that. My number one movie though kept me telling people that they should watch it. And it's Elvis. Elvis is my number one movie. What? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Elvis is my number one movie of twenty twenty two. It uh it uh it because it's something that I watched and then like when it was on HBO Max my first thought was whenever people come over, I want to put it on so they can kind of see it and experience it. Uh, and uh, and I thought Austin Butler was excellent. And, and the soundtrack, and I thought about it because the soundtrack, to this day, 
I go back and listen to it like maybe once or twice a week. I listen to the soundtrack, um, and uh, and just and 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 thought about the way that he disappeared into Elvis, and I no longer seen Austin. I just seen Elvis. And then when at the begin at the end of it, when it goes to Elvis, you're like, oh, it is Elvis. It, it, you know, um, Milford's trolling you. I know he is. <laughs> I know he is. I changed my number one movie to Elvis too. <laughs> All right, he probably is changing. Uh, I don't know, but go for it, Brandon. Wow, I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I am so shocked. I would have bet money that the Fablemans would have been your number one movie. Just the, just what you talked last week um, and private conversations. Wow, I, I don't even know what to say to that number one right there. Uh, but I'll, I'll say this. Number five for me was the most fun I had in the theater this year, um, Bullet Train. Uh, it was just, I enjoyed that tremendously. Um it was just literally the most fun. Brad Pitt was amazing, but you know, the twins, man, they, they, they stole the movie. Uh, even Michael Shannon's in this movie. I mean, he doesn't do a whole lot, but he's in it. Uh, it was just, it was a really fun time. Um, number four though, this was honestly, this was really hard. The most, uh, this is the hardest list to come up with when you come up with the top four. Uh, top Gun Maverick gets my fourth pick. Now, earlier in the year, it was number one, and then it went to number two. I thought it was going to be number three, but it's number four. Um, I agree with you. The stunts, it was unbelievable what they did. Uh, and and I was like you early on. Like, I didn't like Tom Cruise either until I saw Mission Impossible. The very first time I watched that movie, I, it changed my opinion on him. Then I think I went and saw Jerry Maguire, and that completely changed my opinion of him as an actor. Um but yeah, I mean, Top Gun Maverick, man, what they accomplished there, the story with him and, you know, Goose's son, it's, man, it hits you on an emotional level, man. Uh, you know, the reason he didn't want him to go in, become a pilot and everything. I mean, I thought it was some of actually Tom Cruise's best acting in this movie. Not just, I mean, the stunt works are amazing, what they accomplished there, but I, I thought it was, it deserved every accolade it's gotten. And, you know, props to Tom Cruise, Top Gun, props. Number three for me, oh, man. Honestly, didn't know what to expect going into watching this. I watched it Monday. Avatar, The Way of the Water. Um, like, I'm not big on the first Avatar movie. Uh, I like it, but it's, it's it didn't impress me the way it impressed millions of people, apparently. Mm -hmm. But I thought when I walked into this movie... The first lens, man, I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe the world I was seeing. Uh, what he did with the 3D, and I watched it in 3D myself, um, and it was just beautiful. But I liked the story in this movie. I thought the story sucked in the first one, and I liked the story in this one. It's about revenge. It's about protecting your family. It's, I don't know. It's just a lot going on with the family members in the movie. Uh, it's got, an, it's got an emotional stake at in it. Um, it's, I feel James Cameron is is maybe a top three top four director now like of all time uh he's he's amazing what he's accomplished just in this movie alone i mean 
I had a great time and I thought it was amazing. Um, it, as Bilfer says, we agree on something. He blew my freaking mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number two, and this was honestly hard to come up with number two and number one. Like, man. Number two, I agree with you though. It is the Fablemans. Um, I almost put it number one. Honestly, I did. I was like, but then I it thought. Really it really came really close for me, man. Uh, then I thought, you know, how I was after Elvis and how emotional I was. Um, it was just a different level. But this brought me back to why I love film in, to begin with. Uh, I've, what he was feeling as a kid, Sammy as a kid, I felt that my entire life. This is, this is why I became a film fan. So I feel this movie was, it's not just a Spielberg origin story or how he became to love film and became a filmmaker. It's a movie lover's guide to why we all became lovers of film. So for that alone, I mean, I'm a huge fan of this and I always will be, but um, it touched, it touched me. Um, I loved it. Um, and number one is Elvis. Uh you know, if you watched the review, well, it was a out of the theater reaction. I was a complete mess. Um, I was a complete mess. Uh, yeah, I grew great. up listening to Elvis. Um, you know, and I it was just my grandfather was in the army with him, so I mean, I have some kind of stakes here with this guy. But uh, I love the story. Um, I, I hated it in, in a lot of aspects what Colonel did to him, but. Uh, I love the transformation Austin Butler did, you know, how he became Elvis. Because when I was watching it, I didn't see Austin Butler. I didn't see an actor trying to portray one of the biggest uh, musicians of all time. I, I saw Elvis on on that film, and um, it was just truly one of the best emotional, musical experiences I've ever seen on, on cinema. But, you know, it's just my take. Yeah, love the Fablemans, but the mother was a cheater. I made it made me sick. Yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, she, you know, she cheated or whatnot. But I think that uh, just that's the thing about it is families can be sloppy and messy, and that kind of shows that. Um, but yeah, but I thought it was an excellent film. But yeah, for me, Elvis was a movie that um, he's able to he was able to carry different versions of Elvis and, yeah. and actually portray them in a way which is believable. Uh and uh and not and there you never felt like somebody just doing like an Elvis impersonation. You felt like this was really Elvis Aaron Presley. And so um I, I thought that it was thought it was great, man. Um, and I think that he should be nominated for Best Actor. I don't know if he will get it, uh, but he should definitely be nominated. Um, but, yeah, that's, so that's our best and our worst list of uh, 2022. Um, some shockers. Uh, but, yeah, we agreed. We agreed kind of around the top three. Uh, was it the top three we agreed around? Uh well, I had Avatar as number three. You oh. you hadn't seen Avatar, so uh, you had Top Gun, right? Yeah. So, and I had everywhere, every everything everywhere, all at once before. But yeah, 
Uh, we we agreed when we got close to that, but it was a good year. Next next week we'll be doing our most anticipated of 2023. So that's going to be a list that we would compare to our most our best and worst when it comes to next year. Because last year my most anticipated was Halloween ends at one point. Clearly, <laughs> that made my worst list. Uh, Bullet Rain wasn't on my radar. Uh, nothing else was really on my radar. Uh, for uh, I didn't really want to see Top Gun Maverick, but look, it ends up in like my top three. Uh, the Batman, I think it was it was there. Um, I'll say that 2022 was a year filled with surprises. Um, uh, in, in movies, I think it was the best. One of the best years for horror movies. Yeah. Uh, Ed, Smalls, can you send me the list of each of your lists from where I missed half of it? Sure. <laughs> We've got to send you both of our lists and you can agree to disagree. Um, but cause I, it seemed like he was nothing. nothing. But uh, Brandon, thank you for another year of doing the podcast with me. Absolutely love you and uh, appreciate everything you do. Uh, you're my dude, uh, and I really enjoy just like our friendship and just talking movies with you. Uh, and Bill Free did try to watch RRR, but it was like four this morning, and this is after he done binge the perfect strangers and everything else they don't watch. So he's tired. My guy had to sleep, but uh, I watched an hour of it. I actually enjoyed what I seen of it. I'm probably gonna finish it tonight though. Yeah, and I'm gonna try. To maybe see this weekend, Avatar uh, too. Um, uh, yeah, because I hadn't been. Happy New Year! Thank you, Bill, for Happy New Year. Um, thank you guys for keeping this up. Can't wait for to hear you the list for next year. Thank you, Small. Or is that just y'all saying? I can't call it that. I stop. Um, but because uh, y'all have like no control over what you say. Happy New Year, Bill. For yeah. But uh, yeah, we uh, uh, Brandon, what do you want the people to do in this hour and 42 minute podcast episode we had today? Well, if you're still here, we would like for you to like, share, and subscribe to our okay. podcast. And Happy New Year, Tiffany, aka Smiles. Happy New Year. Uh, like, share, subscribe, comment, let us know what you thought. Did our list match your list? Uh, no. If it's built, probably not. Uh, uh, but uh, the most unpredictable list of all time. Come on, yeah, I love, but I love doing it, man, because you don't know what's gonna pop up, uh, and what's gonna make your list. It's really hard compelling this list. There's so much stuff I had on there, and I took off, you know, and and I had to fit this list. And uh, oh, thank you all. Uh, I was gonna say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. Be safe. If you're gonna drink, drink responsibly. Uh, uh, just be safe, though. We love year each other. Coming up, is it our fourth year? This would be, I think it'd be the fifth. I think fifth. fifth I don't year. know how long we've been doing this. We, uh, I can tell you this. Um, according to my anchor on our anchor page, we have. I think this will be episode two hundred three. I think, I think we are. Let's see. 
Go ahead and read that for me. My list only got French, Korean, Japanese, and Indian movies. Did you just say Indian? Indian. No, Indian. You said Indian. 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 Say it again. (laughs) I'm not saying it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, Let's see. He likes foreign Uh, films. That's all we... That's it. That's... Yep, that's it. All right, so this will be episode because we did Christmas Chronicles and stuff last week. Uh, this will be episode two hundred two. So, so this is season. So we'll be kicking off season five with episode two hundred two. So five years we started way back here with Pet Cemetery, or was it? Or was it? Uh, it was yeah, was our first film. How long? How how, how long ago was that? It's 2018, I do believe. Uh, uh, the April. show. I know it was in April. April 2019. Oh, so 19. This is our fourth year. So this is four. So we're going to four. Yeah. Season four. Yep. Well, my math is wrong. I'm sorry, guys. But then again, I'm not good with math, so that's okay. All right. Well, Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. Oh, well, I've already, I gave you a review of R. I told you I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if I would do it again. I don't, listen, I like the movie. I don't think I'll ever watch it again, though. Let's be real. It's three hours, man. <laughs> it's three hours. But I've seen it. I'm glad I've seen it. I'm glad I experienced it. I voted it for my it's best international film. Yeah. I voted for my best international film. Uh, right behind, actually, I chose All Quiet on the Western Front, that RRR, and then Athena. Those are my three best films international that I saw this year. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to watch it again. It's not happening. Uh, <laughs> Avatar for 202. Uh, if I see it, now 203 maybe. I don't know. Brandon chooses the the first one back after our list, I think. No, he did Chronicles. No, you it's, it's your turn after most anticipated. Ooh, it, yep. All right, we'll see. We'll see. All right, but in the meantime, in between time, and Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. Go ahead, Brandon. Tell him. And we are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. Thank you for marking that with us. Have a happy new year. <laughs>